Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This, this, this is Jolly Rogers and Touchdown with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. But Casey, that kind of like leads me into thinking about the season and some good things that have happened throughout the season. So uh, as this nifty little uh, season in review uh, lower third comes up, thanks, James, um, hinting at where I'm going. What, uh, what's, what are some points of this season? Maybe the team hasn't changed much, but there's still a few things to celebrate. What are some things that uh, over the last season that we can look at to celebrate? That's a... This is a fun topic because it's so, again, like I said, this, the season is a beast that you don't realize what it consists of until we you get to this training camp in July, July, like yeah. it's months and months and months of football, football, football. Um, but yeah, so this is a fun game season in review. I think we'd be remiss not to start with week one, just touching on it. Um, we'll have a game preview and more information coming up in the next episode of Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns, but kind of just touching back on the excitement of week one. I don't think that they were overly confident, but there was always the question of, is Chris Godwin going to play? There was all these exciting question marks. Then there was coming out of this training camp where Brady took 11 days of absence. And how was that going to affect the team? Was it going to hurt the team, help the team, all these question marks. So just the anticipation that went from, you know, a losing preseason, an interesting, dramatic training camp, and then game one, week one in Dallas. And again, it wasn't the flashiest performance by offense. They still put up 19 points, but it was so fun to watch this defense. That's what the conversation revolved around. So if I had to take uh, my first stride backwards, look in the rearview mirror, uh, I'm going to go with the fact that Leonard Fournette rushed for 127 yards. And then the, the nicknames just started to go crazy because it's like, oh, oh yeah, can we give him this season? Like, he's, he's done them all. Lombardi Lenny, playoff Lenny, second half Lenny, TD Lenny, uh, Tutty Lenny, two Tutty Lenny. Um, and then I, I tried to lunch, lunchtime Lenny. Was that something at some point? It was when they were, when they were getting on him about his, his training camp entry body. Um, ah, that's what I yeah. was like. I feel like there's something that had to do with eating in there. I, I made up pumpkin spice lenny during the fall. Yeah, there were some um, situations. It's funny, though, because he, yeah. he made a joke about all of his nicknames in the training, ca- uh, training camp presser. So for 
a fun little moment. It's just kind of, again, to see where a season can transform to. Week one, Leonard Fournette goes off. Um, Tom Brady throws for over 200 yards, which might seem a little small for the guy who's still breaking his own records and doing massive things. Uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. had an interception that game. So it was a great little compilation of Bucks football that we were hoping to see all season long. It didn't really go too far past week one or week two. We'll give them week two. Um, but yeah, starting my season in review, I gotta, I gotta go with that. That Cowboys game was just so exciting. Um, them starting away, you know, you, me and James got texts about it during the game and then hop on and do post game. It was our first real post game. Oh, yeah, that was, was so exciting. Fun. And I know we were happy because we just got to talk about so many cool moments of that game. And there was so much excitement. We loved seeing what the defense did and stopping the run game that we thought was going to be the Dallas Cowboys. And they held them to a field goal. So I think week one is a great start. Um, that's where Jolly Rogers really just kind of got its bearings and, and, and ran with the wolves. And it was so much fun covering that game and hopping on here and talking about it and bragging about these guys, um, bragging about a team that deserved to be bragged on. So what would be one of your first season and review games or moments that stuck out to you? Yeah. I wanted to fast forward um, because to, to, to a game I'll, I'll tell you it at some point. Um, because I do think it's probably one on both of our lists, to be honest, Casey. Um, but uh, but I'm going to go with, because you started at the beginning, now it feels like chronological orders in my brain. So it has to be the Saints, right? You know, like everyone was talking about like the streak. Oh, my gosh. The Saints. Oh, yeah. Like. Uh, what's going to happen this time? Tom Brady, can he get it done against the Saints? And then it's not that it was like the prettiest game or anything, but the Bucks came back. They score 17 in the fourth to win mm-hmm. 20 to 10. And and that like is characteristic of Tom Brady, of, of who he is, of who he can be. Turning it on, you know, the Tom Brady magic in the fourth quarter, turning it up and, and letting it ride, um, to, to get the win, to secure the win against the saints. I remember talking to you guys about it because I, I, I'm pretty sure it was the saints were ahead and Aaron, my husband, who is a saint, he fell asleep and I almost woke him up to like, Hey, the, the, the bugs came back, but I knew that he wouldn't be very happy if I woke him up because a, I was waking him up and B it was because his team was losing that I was and making he him had up. wager to fulfill when the, when the, yes, he lost. did. He did. So that was, that was fun to do that with you guys to include my family uh, and just like a fun family dynamic that we have. Um, you know, the, the fun rivalry that, that you have whenever you have, Someone who is from Florida and who grew up yeah. cheering for the Bucks, and someone who is from New Orleans and grew up cheering for the Saints in the same household, um, and that's, uh, that's the situation that we have. So that was that was a lot of fun. It was fun to see that play out the way that it did um, for the Bucks to secure that win. So I would say that's uh, that was a a fun moment to review. Yeah, love that one. That's definitely a good one, and the. The, the crap talking that went back and forth between Bucks and Saints oh. was so interesting. <laughs> At least we all kept the wagers really, you know, not out of control because some people yeah. just get out. And I'm not, I, I, I'm not, a, I'm not a 
uh, sportsmen like better? <laughs> I will, I have to like talk in circles and, and kind of backtrack there a little bit because I'm like, geez, what did I just lose here? What did I sign up for in that? What did I? What did I say that I would do? I got a yeah. little bit too in over my head. A little bit, um, but kind of jumping a little bit from week two versus the Saints. The next one that I would probably take is that Falcons game. So after the Saints, the Bucks get uh, two losses, back-to-back -back losses, or maybe a couple losses in between, uh, starting with their home opener versus the Packers, which should have been a shoe-in for them, let's be honest, guys. Uh, Chiefs game that they seemed – it was winnable moments for them and then just not it. And then that leads me over to the Falcons where it was like, oh, my gosh, what are they going to do here? How is this going to play out? And they end up beating the Falcons 21-15. But it's not that. It's Tom Brady's 351 passing yards, one touchdown, and it's – Leonard Fournette turning into a wide receiver in this game, 83 receiving yards. I'm back to Leonard Fournette. Um, he kind of, I don't want to say fizzled out because things and circumstances have changed with this team, with the system, with what's been required of them. Situational football has requested different things of this team. Uh, but with that, I feel like Leonard Fournette, if his name's not topping the charts of the conversation, he's not a conversation and he deserves to be because he's, he was the guy keeping them in games if it wasn't the defense. So wide receiver Lenny versus the Falcons was a hoot to me. I did get a, a nice laugh out of that. Fully respectful laugh, guys, obviously. Um, but then it was, you know, Mike Evans, 81 yards, Chris Godwin. That's when we really started to see him get back into a rhythm a little bit, not playing scared. Not that he really ever came back playing scared, but, you know, he took eloquent strides game by game i would say and i think that this was a noticeable one this is where we first also saw uh hold your wigs fans kate Otten do magic on the field do magic i don't know if that sounds appropriate or weird or odd um make some magic on the field and that might still be weird so forgive me fans but this is where we saw kate Otten. six receptions 43 yards and then it was like oh my gosh we actually have a we have a tight end nothing not taking away from Cameron Bray, but I'm just saying build, stature, ability, blocking, catching. This was where the excitement of and came to life. And you guys know since training camp, I love this kid. I saw so much maturity in him. I saw that he could play a role with this team early on. I actually said it here on Jolly Rogers and touchdowns. Do not be surprised if Kadon gets involved early, not only early in the season, but early as a rookie for this team and that they end up counting on him. Now, did they actually go into a game and finally count on Kadot? And no, we were constantly waiting until the second half before he got involved, which was the biggest disappointment. I think it started to kind of play into his confidence a little bit. He had a wonky game uh, last week and the week before that, but kind of did a lot better for the moments that he had coming up. So I still stand by the fact that I think he's going to do big things in this league and fantastic things with this Bucks team. But the resurgence, or no, the the initiation of Kada and doing big things for the Bucks was this Falcons game. And while most of us didn't know if they deserved it, um, they pulled off a W. They showed that they can stay in the hustle there. There was guys who you don't really talk about. They were collecting sacks. Logan Hall got a sack. I believe that was his first career uh, NFL career sack. And he was just so humble and quiet about it after in the press in pressers. It was just kind of like, yeah, you just keep working towards it. It's the big guys that have the the least to say and the softest voices. It's it's so interesting and fun to see in the locker room. But Joe Tranchango collects a sack via Vea. So it was an exciting, messy game. We can't say no game versus the Bucks this year was not messy, but this was an exciting, messy one for me.
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yeah, that, I mean, and then the fact that they're, you know, starting to to rack up some of those, um, you know, in division wins that that means a lot right so we talked about the saints we talked about the falcons casey the next one i'm gonna skip to is actually gonna be when they went to germany because i think that there was a little bit of a a a question mark as like a turning point Mm -hmm. we we were talking about what would uh what would be a turning point for the bucks and it felt like for a moment that it was going to be their game in Germany. Um, the way that they came out um, and and took the lead early on in that game, just the way that the offense and defense played. I know it was a closer game than maybe we would have liked being the 21 to 16 win, but but I really thought that they played a really solid game, scoring 14 in the second. Um, you know, the defense did let up a little bit in the fourth. Um, but I, but I really liked what they were able to do. Tom Brady, you know, over 250 yards. We saw a little bit more Rashad white in that game, which excited us. He had over a hundred yards rushing, um, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, um, both had, and Julio Jones, uh, all, all had over 50 yards. Cade Otten had three receptions for 35 yards. So it was at this moment, Casey, that I remember getting on the podcast and we were talking about like, they listen to us. They finally have listened. They're getting Kate Otten involved. They're they're doing some Rashad White is here. He got over a hundred yards. Like they're mm-hmm. on the right path. Let's just keep this going. It didn't happen exactly like that. But I do remember feeling a lot of excitement and feeling like this could be the turning point for this team. Kind Absolutely. of um in a weird way, circling back to how the turning point for the Bolts was when they went to Sweden, I thought, oh my gosh, maybe this is going to be the turning point for this Bucks team going to Germany, winning the game, winning against the Seahawks, uh, a team that to that point, people were really, really high on the Seahawks. Um, so I just remember that feeling, feeling a lot of excitement after that win. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we were even more excited of the fact that we were seeing like a complete football game out of this team, you know, yeah. came out, handled their business. There were some moments, I think first quarter was a little wonky for them, but 
yeah, they started stringing together some pretty good football. They tried a funky thing. I think who tried to throw a pass to Tom Brady? I think it was Leonard Fournette. Well, it was Fournette, yeah. yeah. So it's just they tried something. They didn't let the incompletion uh, completely rob them of momentum, and they stayed in this game. So while it wasn't this blowout score, as you mentioned beforehand, Kaylee, it was still a very exciting game from top to bottom. Um, there was plenty of good football. If anything, there was – if not more of their consistent football in this matchup, in this game. And I think this was one of the first games where Chris Godwin was leading in, rec- in receiving yards, which everyone was so excited about because then we're like, oh, he's back. And oh yeah, if he can do that, imagine what he's going to do next week and the week after and, and so on and so forth. So that was an exciting game for so many reasons. And then they just started getting everybody involved. Scotty Miller, Keyshawn Vaughn got out there, Cameron Brait, Leonard Fournette, wide receiver Fournette. Uh, and then Tom Brady's incomplete pass. So there was a lot of fun things to watch. Devin White had a heck of a game after his situation. Um, if you guys recall, you know, while he was on his flight over to Germany, he unfortunately lost his his dad. But what better way to honor something that you're going through um, or still even trying to process because grief is such a weird thing, but to be processing something so monumental and to do it through something that you love uh for a guy who loves horses, I can't think of a better analogy. It's just like that free ride that you get across, you know, acres and acres of land and just feeling completely uh, free and, and able to just go as far as the wind will take you. So it was exciting for so many, so many reasons. And just to kind of see how this team picks up and, and rallies behind one another, like while they've had their drama, then they were able to still do this. Like, you know, everybody out there was playing for Devin and Devin was playing for his dad. And there's just so much beauty to that game on top of finally seeing uh, some complete football being played the closest to four quarters we've seen this team do yet. So agree with that one entirely Kaylee, which takes me to, um, see this, this is where it gets hard bucks stands. This is where it gets hard. Yeah. It's, it was nice for them to have two wins over the Saints this season, but this division has just been kind of awful to watch. Um, now, it was neck and neck. It was Andy Dalton who almost put a beating on the Bucks there, but they rallied. And when they, when they do end up doing these comebacks, when they do show teams that they're still in it to win it or to contend, is where you kind of see some magic happen, and that kind of just takes me back to the defensive side of the ball. Carl Nassib getting a sack, Dave, Levante David getting a sack. Um, it wasn't this monstrous performance of a game between either team. It was just the timeliness of the Saints starting to crumble and beat themselves. But I think being able to beat the Saints twice in a season did something for the Bucks mentally, not that they've turned around and, and improved that all that much, but I think it's something they can play into, you know, their chances into this playoff situation. That was just kind of an honorable mention where I am yeah. going to go with my last, with my last choice of this season I wonder if we're on the same page. I'm excited to hear what you say. Uh, <laughs> I'm waiting in anticipation. I know. I'm I'm torn. I'm so torn. Of of course I want to gravitate towards that that win over the Panthers, but I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a little detour here. I'm gonna choose okay. the Bengals game. I'm gonna choose the Bengals game for a couple of reasons because Wait, they were, when they lost? When they lost, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna oh, pick up a little NL here. Interesting. Okay. Because I have to we I think it has to be recognized the fact that they were in control for three quarters, really, or two quarters. It it was the third that they really let up and then the fourth that they tried to rally and they couldn't do the fourth 
fourth quarter rally this game. I liked what I saw in the second quarter of this game versus the Bengals. It was another hopeful moment of like, okay, if you guys can just package this into a bottle, spray the team with it, and use this magic, this gusto, this gumption for the rest of the season, we're going to be sitting pretty. It didn't particularly happen that way. Of course, they lost to the Bengals 34-23. The Bengals completely came back in the fourth, scoring 14 points. Uh, But that second quarter that they had with their own 14-point quarter and – some of the different plays and the adjustments that they attempted to make. Again, the consistent part has never been their strong suit. Whenever they try something and it doesn't pan out right away, they completely backtrack. But for the most part, you know, you've got Chris Godwin led the charge that game. Him and Mike Evans both tied for 83 receiving yards. Russell Gage all of a sudden is where we started to kind of see him, a healthier version of him and how he can help this team. So that was nice. The glimmers of hope that we saw, I think, brought the playoff conversation back minus the big picture of all the drama that was surrounding this game. So I liked what I saw in the first two quarters out of this team, especially the second quarter. I liked the fight. The Bengals are a great team. I I would not be surprised by any means if they're in the Super Bowl. So just taking away halftime in the second half, looking at that first half alone, them being able to contend with the Bengals when I kind of pictured this going entirely differently, there was excitement. There was hope. There was so much energy around this team and, and rally. And then, of course, things kind of, changed because they uh they beat themselves and that's kind of been the the song and dance of this entire season for most games is bucks beating the bucks uh kaylee what was your final game i i realized i surprised you so now i know we didn't have the same one it surprised me just a little bit because yeah because i was gonna take um yeah like the easy answer the one that you were thinking about was which was the panthers game just to clinch you know division um also they that was their first time winning over the Panthers this season. So um, that was, I mean, just for those two reasons, it's, it's not that it was like the prettiest game or that they learned. So, I mean, they did put up 30, so Mm -hmm. eh, it's like one of their highest uh, (laughs) scores this season. Um, But, uh, but more so, um, more so just for the reason I reasoning of of clinching the division and, uh, and getting, um, you know, getting their first win over the Panthers, which means they beat each of their divisional uh, rivals once, at least once this season with the Saints. They beat them twice this season. So I think that that's like a, you know, can also be celebrated. Absolutely. Wow. See, now I like, this is why you can't live in the past, but you got to glance in the rear view mirror sometimes. Yeah, every once in a while, look back there. This has been a roller coaster ride. Kaylee and I have been been. on the show. But with that said, there's been fun things to watch with this team. There's been great conversations surrounding this team. There's been great plays by individual players that you just love to support and see what they're going to produce and put up the week, uh, the week coming up and stuff. And you guys probably know by now who some of our favorite players have been. Uh, Kaylee. What would be one player that you would say has is like your your golden boy of the season uh, as we wrap up our season and review? Or if you could cho- 